everyone, and welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast with myself, Jacob Milham. And as I am stumbling in, it is a Monday. Hey, listen, I have uh, I have Jeremy Greco on the other end here, and Jeremy, I have I sorely missed you. We had to push this back one day, but I'm glad that we're back on this. I, I'm glad that you survived. I was a little concerned that if we went an extra day without interacting, you might go kind of like manic on me and Whoa. just kind of tear your clothes off and race race into the forest but fortunately you you were still here i am i am here again don't, and we don't are tempt here me with a good time don't tempt me with a good time jeremy all right <laughs> that's that's some people's fantasy all right <laughs> listen let's uh, let, let's stick with uh, some royals baseball here but uh, like i always say if you don't want to listen to our rants that is tough luck you are here and listening you can always go read everything about the kansas city royals on royalsreview.com also find Royals Review on Twitter and on Facebook, along with the litany of uh, personalities. That is the Royals Review crew. You got Max Reaper, Matthew Lamar, Preston Farr, and then you know you got us two chuckleheads in your uh, in your ears. Also, big shout out to uh, to Minda for her photography. I keep on sleeping. Oh, yeah. I keep on sleeping on her. She is. Uh, yeah, she Minda, just does a great job. Minda and Preston doing their best to like inform me about the the existence of the minor leagues. <laughs> hey, listen, you uh, you, you got to broaden your scope out here a little bit, okay? Maybe can we bump you down one level? Like you don't have to worry about them when they get to AAA, but can you worry about just like high A and double A? Does that make sense? I, I you are much better off going the other direction. I can I can almost do triple A and double A. Okay. Once we get to single A, I'm just like, who are you? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, hey, yep, just so everyone knows, it is the trade deadline is coming up. We got a lot of things in flux right now. I I'm not saying that I know a Royals trade is coming. I just know that I'm hoping do, a Royals trade. Do you is know coming. a Royals trade that's coming? Because you're not not saying that either. I'm I'm not not saying that, but I'm not yeah. not not saying. Uh, gosh dang it! The all the negatives <laughs> get to me. <laughs> they, they make my head spin. All right, <laughs> Jeremy, I'm a simple guy here. You need to you need to lower down for me a little bit here. But no, I I don't know of any trades incoming. Jeremy, do you have the inside scoop on any? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny except to deny. Okay. You know what? That, uh, that sounds great to me. Let's, uh, let's just keep it moving then. Um, but yeah, so the, the Royals are about to open up their series against the Cleveland guardians in Cleveland, which actually outside of the Baltimore and the Philly series, this is as close as the Royals get to, uh, to my homeland of Virginia. So that's, uh, it's always fun. I, at one point I thought about making that road trip and just, you know, sleeping in the car, going for the full series, things like that. But then, you know what? I remembered sleeping in a car is not safe generally, but doing so in Ohio is um, even more questionable. If you ask me, I wouldn't do anything in Ohio. I, I drive through Ohio every now and then Um, question your life choices as as roads that go around that state and i recommend them to you there are also ferries that go around the north side that i should have there taken. you go yeah i know right i mean who doesn't want to ride a ferry i i want to ride a ferry actually wait i have ridden a ferry disney world but i haven't like ridden in a ferry like you know what you drive in not not that f-e-r-r-y jeremy <laughs> okay <laughs> 
I was just like, where are we going with this? Gosh dang it. All right. All right. Yeah, it is. The Royals are well in the toilet if we are getting derailed this quickly into. Remember like our. So are we. I, I was about to say, remember when our episodes were like we would have a nice structure and then, you know, usually after the first ad break, that's when we would start falling apart. Now, it's just it's just off the cuff, man. Like we uh, we last about. I don't know, three, four minutes, Max. It's uh, what does Max have to do with this. Oh, my God. It was comma, Max, question mark. Well, no, that's true, because that doesn't really address how Max is no, involved that, in this. Is, this is my question stands, <sighs> regardless of your grammar. Listen, I, I don't have an answer for you there, Jeremy. So let's uh let's keep it rocking and rolling. Don't rem- don't, right. don't forget. All right. I, I helped you out this weekend. All right. Gonna, you did. Gonna, it's true. Gonna hold that over you. I, I owe you. And this is my payback. Yes, as it should. As it should be your payback. Because I should actually be thanking you because that was my first byline on Royals Review since um, my crucifixion in the in the comment section <laughs> on my JJ Piccolo piece. So uh, let's uh, let's put people's minds past that piece because I'm still like on, on my Twitter. Someone brought it up today like, oh, you're this guy. Never mind. Bleep you. Oh. <laughs> That's. That seems a bit extreme, but it, it, okay. But hey, this is, I would say, twi- sorry, I said Twitter, didn't I? I meant X. All right, I had oh, a follower no. on X. Oh, no. Doing no, this. I'm, we're not doing this. No, we're not. Are you sure? I can't. So, because I will, uh, I'll load up. I don't talk to my exes, okay? Well, you, you get to talk to your exes on X, owned by Elon Musk. Uh, do I X about Xing and Xers? Yes. We uh you can talk about the X's and Y's on X. I have so many Y's. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. So do I, Jamie. We are we are in the same boat there, my friend. But the the biggest why from this weekend certainly had to be whatever the Yankees series was. Um another another sweep. On the road, it's it's just rolling off my back at this point. Like at one point, a sweep would have bothered me. Just like, yeah, there's the Yankees. Yeah, Royals fans didn't pay any money to go see him. Eh, who cares? That's we're, that's the point we're at. We're we're to the point where I watched those games mm-hmm. and still didn't fully process. <laughs> That it was a sweep. I'm just like, yeah, that's how all the Royals games end. I don't. A loss. What do you mean? Yeah. How does how does that work? Oh yeah, but there was man, there was some really brutal stuff in that one in that series. Um, kudos to honestly, I think the two best bats for the Royals in that series ended up being like Freddie Fermin and Dyron Blanco. If what about I, Michael Massey with yeah. his three home runs? Well, so my, Michael Massey did as well. I was I was getting there. I want want to talk to talk about him separately because uh oh okay you know what how uh, how surprised would we be if the Yankees trade for Michael Massey just if he could have if I was home runs in what series I would want that man in my lineup yesterday, especially since Glaber Torres is hurt. I guess I think so. Yeah, that is crazy. <sighs> Yeah, no, he listened. He had a great game that certainly boosted his numbers. 
I anything that happens in Yankee Stadium, I I take with a grain of salt, especially when it comes to the power numbers. I know I, I know that the Royals batters benefited, but golly, the pitchers just got <laughs> they, they they ain't pitching Coffin Stadium anymore. All right, they uh no. they gotta they gotta limit the fly balls, and you know what, Alec Marsh he doesn't do that well. Jordan Lyles doesn't do anything well, apparently. No, um, and it was it was just brutal. make money except. <laughs> Making money, swindling Jordan money, Lyles. Actually. Jordan Lyles should pay Royals fans a portion of his contract for the, making us watch him. The question is, how much? Like, how much would you, as as a restitution, if you will, Jordan Lyles coming to the Royals fan base and saying, "Okay, I'm going to set up a settlement for X amount of dollars." How much do you think it will be? At least half his salary, I half think, is salary. fair. Okay, yeah, I do think that is fair. They've won one game where he was pitching. Yeah. So I think that's more than he's earned. That is true. It certainly is. He, uh, I don't know if he got credited with the loss in his start, but I mean. But even if he didn't get the loss, and I'm pretty sure he did because he gave up all those runs of the first inning and the Royals yeah. never tied it after that, never even really made it close. That's true. That is true. Uh, but that's loss number 12 for him. Even even if it wasn't his loss, it was the team's loss when he was pitching. Right. And he absolutely contributed to that loss. I don't I was listening to the game on the radio at least at the start and I don't know if you you heard this but like six of the first seven batters mm. had exit velocities over 100 miles per hour. It was five of the first six or six of the first seven. Something ridiculous it like was. that. If I if I remember the count right, I think he had eleven or twelve hard hit balls against him. Jeez, like it was he he got obliterated, and it's it's crazy to think I need to go up and look at his numbers because he was on the Orioles last year, and so he yes. probably played in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, so I'm curious if that was were, just somebody was making a big deal about how he had eight starts against the Yankees because he played for the Orioles last year. Oh, good. I'm so glad he's so experienced against the Yankees. It's obviously <laughs> paying off. Yes, that it is. His, uh, he has really been doing his film on uh, Giancarlo Stanton and Anthony Rizzo especially. <laughs> and he's like, the best film is when Giancarlo hits it out of the park. Yes. So I'm going to make that happen. Exactly. Highlight reels always play best on social media, Jeremy. Don't you know that? <laughs> oh, man. But no, it was. There were so many good things that we could have taken away from the Yankee series. Like you were talking about Michael Massey, multiple home runs. I think he is at least two of them. I don't know about the one yesterday, but the first two would have been out in any stadium. Those right. were not Yankees, Yankee stadium homers. No. So that's, that's important. I think for people to realize if they didn't watch the games, which if they didn't, I don't blame them, mm-hmm. but like, it's easy to go, oh, Michael Massey hit two home runs. <laughs> it's Yankee Stadium. <laughs> yeah. No, they were they were legitimate home runs. That they were. That they were. So can't uh, can't short them there. I don't I don't know the distance on all three. You're, you bring up a good point. But I mean, we're not we're so in the mindset right now of the trade deadline, the trade deadline. And we're just we're moving on to the next big league thing going on. Can I just say go ahead? I'm not in the trade deadline really? mindset. Yeah. Because who the heck are the Royals going to trade? Well, that- Who do they have to trade? The, the, everyone's like, oh, they're tanking. No, to tank, you have to have – you have to give up your good players. Be like, nope, never mind. Don't want to win any games. Give up all our good players. <laughs> who are the good players on the Royals? 
That's true. That's hard. To- Bobby Wood Jr. Maybe, but he's slumping right this second. Yeah. Salvador Perez is slumping right this second. Vinny Pasquantino has an unstable shoulder. Who knows if he'll even ever play again. Chris Bubich. They have to trade away Chris Bubich. Chris Bubich will be godly, but the Royals will probably non-tender him this offseason just to just, just oh. to really just drive the knife in and twist it. <laughs> yes. And he'll go he'll go pitch for the Yankees, probably. Probably so. Win With a nice game shaven face. And I'll be like, I told you. And everyone will be like, <laughs> ah, the Yankees did it. It's the Yankees. They fixed them. No, but you're you're right. So that's what looking at the trade, trade deadline and just trade re- Nicky Lopez and I know, right? Scott Barlow after he fell apart. Yeah. Woo! And that and that's what I was getting to, man, is because all it seemed like all the trade pieces that the Royals do or don't have had bad showings against the Yankees. So, oh, yeah. So we're OK. So now are we going to sell low on Scott Barlow? Are they? Oh my sell gosh! Sell sell never. I I hope that they sell low. I really do. I, I love you, Scotty boy, but you got to go. The time to sell high has passed. It has. It has. But at least in my in my opinion, Piccolo can right one of the wrongs of more and trade away Scott Barlow. He, the thing is that the Royals have traditionally, at least as long as I've been a fan overestimated how good their chances of being a good team the next year are. They're like, I don't want to trade Scott Barlow. He might be good for us next year. The team might be going to need him. No, it's not happening, guys. You need to, you need to, it's fine for us fans to think, oh no, it could be good. And and maybe you'll get some criticism because we think, oh no, everybody's going to be, is everybody's going to turn the corner and be better next year. And you traded Scott Barlow. What were you thinking? (laughs) But you, you have, you are the guys making the money to make these calls and you need to make the right ones. And it hasn't happened. And, and yeah, Scott Barlow needs to go now. Maybe he'll bounce back next year. Guess what? He shouldn't be doing it for the Royals. Nope. Should be doing it in a different uniform, my man. And especially after the the trade that happened this morning, like the the Braves traded for a really throwaway. I I'm sorry, I don't like talking about people like this, but like a throwaway reliever, very pedestrian numbers if, if you're looking at it. And from they the got, Rockies, right? Yeah, from the Rockies. And the Rockies got back two top thirty prospects from the Braves. Now I have to ask you how much are his numbers skewed by pitching in Colorado? Fair. That is, you know what? Does that's Atlanta true. Think they can bring him down south and fix a lot of his issues. That is true. That is an excellent point. It's. I still have a lot of hope that there is value in Scott Barlow. Um, you know, it, it depends on so many different. What's the word? Variables. Um, Josh Hader from the from the Padres. He is apparently on the block. He is definitely going to be the premier reliever out oh, yeah. there. Um, is Barlow kind of the budget option for a contender out there? Is anyone really interested? Do folks think he's washed? All of those things are are on the table. And his showing against the Yankees didn't really help any of that. No. Because it wasn't like, it wasn't onesie twosie stuff. <laughs> it was like, hey, this all around, go to sleep and forget about this because that was, I almost cursed, that was really bad. Yep. <laughs> no arguing with that. Nope. I, it seemed like he'd kind of figured some stuff out, was pitching better again, but and then 
yes, I have to look. I feel like he's had a few bad outings kind of in a row or, yeah. you know, all kind of grouped together recently. He has a, he had a really good stretch in May and early June, I want to say. But like after that, it's kind of been a little bit of a roller coaster. If I if I'm remembering his game two. log, he has pitched twice in the past week and he's given up six earned runs in an inning and two thirds. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was I was writing about him and he's so he's had five games this season where he's given up three or more earned runs. That is too in, many. In the past three seasons combined, he's only had six. So we are in very uncharted territory when it comes to Scott Barlow, because I, Jeremy, I think we can both agree on this. He was such a such a stable presence for for so long. And you can you can chalk up a bad outing for a reliever every now and then. Now I'm kind of nervous seeing Scott Barlow come out there. And that's not what you want to see from your uh, from your closer. Right. Right. Although this is kind of interesting. His FIP is identical until last season when he had a 2.18 ERA. Really? Yeah. He's got a 3.62 FIP, which is exactly what he had last year. That is. Wow. Of course, he's walking twice as many guys, which is not ideal. I think that's what's killing him. And that's what definitely definitely got him against the Yankees. What happened to rating the zone? (laughs) Scotty Boy does not subscribe. I do too. Huh? Scotty Boy does not uh, subscribe uh, to that to that mindset. Scotty, Scotty you know, Boy. Scott should cut his hair. It's time. You think so? You think it's time to go? I do. I think it's time to cut his hair. Start fresh. Let's let's try. Let's do this again. A, a mental reset, if you will. Yeah, I I do it all the time when I when I'm like I'm in a slump. You know, like I don't go with baseball slumps, obviously, <laughs> but I'll have like a, a, you know, I'll be down and depressed or whatever, or I'll have a few bad days at work or something. Eh, let's get a haircut. Let's let's just let's let's move on. Let's change our mindset. Let's go. And it's kind of like a physical. Uh, 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 words are escaping me. It, it's like what? a it's like a statement, a physical statement of the mental choice that I have made. Okay, and uh, yeah, so I. Obviously, I do get my hair cut other times as well, and he doesn't. <laughs> but he—it's he, time to do something. I, you know what? I'm I'm all for that. Maybe a little bit of change routine. Maybe he just needs to. You know what? Patrick Mahomes across the parking lot. Okay, he endorses head and shoulders. Maybe maybe uh, Scotty Boy has been using Perp Plus for a little too long. Needs mm-hmm. to uh, needs to move on. And have you? You know who who does that with Pat Mahomes? Who? Patrick? Excuse me, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, is is Troy Polamalu? Oh, that is true. Ooh, he has got some gorgeous long hair. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So timeless. I, he's, if you're going to have long hair, he's definitely someone you would want to emulate. I think so. I, you know what? Can't dis- can't disagree with that at all. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break. Coming up, we're going to be talking about some of the some of the unexpected storylines after the All Star break. Jeremy, don't you? Dang the real might ad break. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> and we're back here on the Royals Rundown. I am mad at Jeremy Greco because he tried to interject when I was trying to get us out to a break. 
We just had a sponsor break. We just did Head and Shoulders, and then you're like, oh, more commercials. They don't pay me, Jeremy. Well, they should. (laughs) We are a small podcast. (laughs) But growing. Growing, yes. Fastest growing. (laughs) Oh, man. I was, I, I think we talked about this the other time. So, you know, the Odyssey app, right? Like, lets you listen into radio stations and stuff like that. Sure. I definitely knew about that. <laughs> so the Odyssey app, um, the big the big sports radio station there in Kansas City, 610, is yeah. an Odyssey station. And it was, yeah. re- it was really surreal a couple of months back now where, like, I loaded up to go click on 610 Sports, and it suggested our podcast. Oh, said, like, hey, since, <laughs> since you follow the Royals, you might want to check out this podcast. I was like, you I have if you follow the Royals, you should check out this podcast. Exactly. Everyone listening right now, come check out this podcast. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait hold a on. second. Rewind a little bit. <laughs> Everyone not listening. No, see, that doesn't even work. And that doesn't no, work at all. No. Oh, we, we really got to work on our marketing. That's why no one pays us. Head and shoulders, we, we will do better. I promise, okay? We will we will do better to get your money next time. I, I used head and shoulders for a long, long time. Yeah? I did. I, I can't I don't have anything to, to say other than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the story. All right. Endorsement. Multi-year user. Jeremy Greco of Head and Shoulders, everyone. All right. Did not cause me to break out. Hey. That's, I, I have uh, sensitive skin. Yeah, so. yeah, you do. Goodness, man. Well, you also keep your hair pretty short on the sides sometimes. I didn't, didn't always, didn't yeah. used to. Okay. okay. I used to be too broke for a haircut. <laughs> Dang. Why do you think I got a hat on? Maybe today, that's man. why I put so much stock in haircuts. I'm like, I can afford them now. <laughs> oh, going up the, the income ladder is being able to afford your own haircuts again. <laughs> Is that is that I'm, what it is? It's, I'm I'm telling you, it is a thing that you would maybe underestimate if you had never gone through a period where you did not have the money for a haircut, and you're like, "Mom, put the bowl on my head, let's go," <sighs> and then you can you could go to sports clips. There's another ad for you, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> and, and go where great clips, sports clips, any of the clips, just clips, 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 <laughs> clips, and more, uh, and get your hair cut. And be like, yes, a professional did this. <laughs> Looks so I nice. Keep it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't grow up in the bowl cut era. I'm so like, I was, I was born after that, man. I didn't have to worry about that. Oh, it was. I, I lived it. Yeah. I survived it. I bear the scars. Congratulations. We can. I salute you. I, did, I walked so that you could. You could. Grow your hair in a different shape. Congratulations. <laughs> Cross that one off the list. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get back to some Royals baseball, man. It has been it has been an episode I today. I can't believe we've been talking about hair this much, and I haven't mentioned Anson Mount's name one time. I know, right? How so dare I, you? I had to throw. Now we can move on. Okay, there we go. Um, wait, hold on. I have to get my Timothy Oliphant plug in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because obviously his he's back on TV again. It's great stuff. I love it. Um, all right. So, Jeremy, we're talking about some of the folks that were struggling and some of the standouts in the Yankee series. Um, I do. I feel like we have to touch on this a little bit. So the quandary that is Freddie for me. Um, 
very much quandary. well so so here's my quandary at least because you load up x formerly known as twitter and God. the the royals put out their lineup and salvi's catching and freddie for me is completely out of the lineup well mm-hmm. i can understand folks being frustrated by that being as he is the only active Royals player on the 26 man roster with a weighted runs created plus above a hundred. Like there are several signs pointing that Freddie Fermin has the hot bat. He has one of the best bats in Kansas city right now. Why not, you know, Sal give Salvi a break, see what Freddie Fermin can do. But on the flip side, on the flip side here, Freddie Fermin is not the catching future of the Kansas City Royals. I mean, he's is Salvador Perez, the catching future of the Kansas City Royals. Salvador Perez is not. No, but he's still a popular player. And the, the catching yeah. future of the Kansas City Royals just signed his uh, his first round draft contract. If they're lucky. Carter Jensen would like to have a word. But anyways, or sorry, Logan Carter, Porter. Carter Jensen can say what he wants to say. <laughs> if it ain't Blank Mitchell, we got problems. That's fair. That's fair. But I do. So <laughs> sell me on this because I don't see Freddie Fermin as the long term answer to catching. Maybe, you know, maybe he's the guy in 2024, a little bit in 2025, things like that. But I don't think he's any more anything more than a bridge catcher who is going to get hot every now and then. And the Royals are just going to keep it moving. Like, do you think uh, do you think we should we should be putting more stock into Freddie Fermin this season? Do you want to see more of him? Let me let me read you a stat line here. See how you like this stat line. All right. Ready? Yep. Two eighty three, three fifty six, four thirty four, seven ninety for a one fifteen WRC plus. How does that sound? Sounds pretty dang good. That was Cam Gallagher in twenty twenty. Dang. Is Cam Gallagher the future? <laughs> um, no. We no. determined no. So yeah. Backup catchers can get hot. I am I'm here to tell you I'm a Freddie Fermin stan. I would love I, I'd like to see more Freddie Fermin right now. Okay. Because what else are we doing? That's fair. Also, he's 28 years old, y'all. He ain't. He ain't a long-term answer anywhere. Even if he hits good, he's not a long-term answer because he's 28. Yeah. This doesn't last forever. It took him this long to get here for a reason, which means that come, you know, two, three, four, five years from now, he's he's going to age out, probably closer to that two than that five. That's true. And so, like, yeah, let's play more Freddie Fermin. Let's let's let Salvi designate hit. He's been having leg issues. Why is he catching so many games? I know. Like, let's give him a break. Yeah. But here we are. This is how Salvi's. This is how it's been with Salvi under three managers now. Mm-hmm. Quattrero's the first one who could give him a, a day off <laughs> yeah. uh, at all. So I don't know. MJ MJ Melendez showed up, and they were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna." You just play in the outfield. We don't really have catching innings for you because we have Salvador Perez. That's true. I, I do. You want to talk about somebody who had a good series, by the way, MJ Melinda's had a pretty good series. Four did. hits. And he's, he's been on a little bit of a hot streak. 
Yeah, don't so uh, do, maybe don't look now. Developing folks. some trade value. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Freddie Fermin, I love him. I'm excited for him. I'm glad he's in the big leagues. I'm glad he's having success. I would love to believe that that's not going to end. But all of my experience tells me that it will. Yeah. And probably sooner rather than later. That's true. And and perhaps, you know, even sooner if he plays more because as we know, you play more, there's more film, people find your weaknesses, they exploit them. Mm-hmm. That is an excellent point. Yeah, he still only has 40 games under his belt, 125 plate appearances. So we're not, I don't think we're in the small sample size territory that we tout sometimes on here before. I think he has a hot bat and I turns out he's actually better on the road than in Kaufman. I mean, he's like a th- 313 average on the road which is kind of uh kind of interesting you know maybe trade him out of Kaufman Stadium you know what I mean go uh say hey you got a Brent Rooker that we could trade for our uh backup catcher (laughs) I don't think we want Brent Rooker anymore I think he's broken again oh yeah yeah no we we already did that once like not like a player like him you know just uh just to see what can happen but no I'm I love I'm with you. I, I love Freddie. I think, um, you know, he was the MVP down in Venezuela for a reason. The guy can play ball. And as long as he's on his rookie deal, he's going to be a great choice for a backup catcher that he is. But but that's it. I ain't I ain't buying stock into Freddie for me. No, I'm, he's not a starter. And once he once he reaches arbitration, he's he's probably not even a backup. He's going to be somebody else's backup. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, hey, before uh, before we move on to our last topic here, Jeremy, I do want to ask you. So I think the I think the general consensus around Royalsdom is that is that MJ Melendez is not an untouchable asset ahead of the trade deadline. You're not going to. I know. I know you're, you're not going to you're not going to try to wait this out. You're not going to you know say oh well he's doing x y and z better like maybe this is a guy that genuinely if he is on a hot streak the royals should move um i think that's i think you at least have to listen to offers on mj melendez and maybe he is a part of a very big package um i think it would have to be a very advantageous move for the royals to move on from mj melendez though like I know, I know Melendez has his shortcomings. He certainly does. But after the, you know what, Zoom, Alex Zumwalt talked about it after the All Star break, and Annie Rogers even wrote it up. Like this is legit. MJ Melendez did do some different things after the All Star break. So I kind of want to see more of that. But Season. what do you think? The the first thing I want to say is this isn't the first time this year that MJ Melendez fixed his hand position. Oh, that's true. Um, so this is kind of a recurring issue for him, which you know maybe it's easier to fix every time, and eventually he gets it right. Nobody, I mean, uh, this is something we often forget when it comes to baseball is that progress is not a linear path. Nope. Uh, excuse me, my phone is going off and driving me nuts just edit this out please no no, no, i'm not going to edit this out please continue jeremy 
Uh, <laughs> progress doesn't happen in a straight line. So no. yeah, he changed his hand earlier this year. He went back, he changed it again. Progress is continuing to happen. So that's a good sign. I'm on the record as not believing in NJ Melendez long-term. Uh, maybe that makes me the fool. Uh, wouldn't be the first time. Hopefully Though I was right about Mike Moustakis. That you were. 2014. So just throwing that out there. Ooh. Uh, good track record. For all the good that that will do me, which is not much. Um, but yeah. So I do, as to the whole trade deadline, as to who should or who shouldn't go, everybody should be on the table. The state of this organ, everybody double A and above, at least triple A and above should be on the table. Like don't, don't dump guys for nothing. Get what they're worth. If you're going to trade them. But if, if you get a fair offer or a more than fair offer, you've got to take it for anybody. That includes Brady singer. That includes Bobby Wood jr. That includes everybody because the timeline for this team they're playing under 300. Yeah. They're not going to be good next year. They're not going to be good in two years, barring drastic changes. And what do drastic changes look like? They look like trading guys like Bobby Witt Jr. for some really good prospects who are actually ready in a couple of years instead of right now, who are still on the beginning of their rookie deals when the Royals start turning things around instead of entering arbitration. That's fair. That's absolutely fair, man. I don't think um, I'm I'll be honest with you on this. I like to think myself fairly realistic, you know, like I, I approach things fairly logically for most part. I don't know if I'm ready to ready to punt on guys like Bobby Wood Jr. And even like I, I don't Sweet. know why I'd, I love Michael Massey. Like I would be sad to see Michael Massey go. I I would be, too. But you have to remember, you're not punting on Bobby Witt Jr. You're punting on this team. Yeah, that's fair. Because what you're what you're not saying, oh, cut Bobby Witt Jr. He sucks. You're saying Bobby Witt Jr. cannot fix this team. The guys we can get for Bobby Witt Jr. might. Okay. And the Royals have, for so many years, traded guys too late. Traded yeah. guys too late. Traded guys too late. And they've looked for guys who are almost MLB ready. Almost <laughs> MLB ready. That was the biggest problem with trading Wade Davis back in 2017 wasn't trading Wade Davis. It was targeting Jorge Soler as the return. I know, right? And not trading anyone else. Yeah. Those were the issues. Trading Wade Davis made sense. That was a good time to trade Wade Davis. And and the Royals have so long waited too long to trade guys. I mean, we're talking go back to Joaquin Soria. They waited too long to trade him the first time. Yeah. And and they need to. I know it's going to hurt. I know it's going to be painful. I don't want to trade these guys. But if they want to become competitive, and they're not going to spend in free agency, and let's face it, if they did spend spend in free agency, these guys would lose jobs anyway. Because <laughs> you spend in free agency, they have to take a roster spot. Yeah. Um. Then you're going to have to trade these guys. Some of them, at least, not all of them, but some of them. Maybe you could keep Bobby Witt Jr., but you better be trading a whole bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. All- and you better be ready to pay Bobby Witt Jr. Because if you don't trade Bobby Witt Jr. and he gets to the end of his rookie deal. And he goes and plays for another team right as you were, you know, starting to develop some talent around him. That is a failure. It is. 
that it is. And I, I think that's another very real possibility that I am trying to ignore and push down think, the road. They have done this since the beginning of my fandom. I started watching the team in 1998. Carlos Beltran. Oof, yeah, that's true. They, they didn't pay him. And they were looking like, oh, maybe we can figure some stuff out. Wouldn't pay him. Traded him for a bunch of nearly major league ready guys who turned out to have low ceilings to say the least. And I, I love me some John Buck. I love me some Mark Tehan. But like they were my guys. But, but you can't build a team around those guys. No, you can't. You can build a team around Carlos Beltran in those days. You can't. You can. Oh, sorry, that was my dog there. She got st- she got stepped on by another dog. Oh no, I would bark too. <laughs> I would too. I would too. So here, I'm I'm going to keep on pushing this off because I, now I'm thinking about it. So there's, we've talked about the quadruple A outfielders. We talked about it over and over and over again. I I don't know about you, but I am very ready to move on from Kyle Isbell. I'm okay. I'm very like, I'm not talking like if anybody asks about him, you get fair market value, like, Start start pushing Kyle Isbell to to contenders, you know, but because he slots best as a fourth outfielder, a glove first center fielder who can maybe occasionally do things with the bat. But here's here's why I focus on Kyle so much. He is in my mind. He is so much a Dayton Moore guy that I need I need that out of the lineup and off the roster to move on. From Dayton Moore. Your feelings are not logical, but they are understandable. <laughs> Here I am talking about how I'm being a, a realist and logical, and I just pop <laughs> off with that. Um, <clears throat> I and and it's a the, this is another thing that the Royals do is they don't just not move on from guys when they need to trade them at their peak value when they're not going to be at peak value when the team needs somebody at peak value. Is they give fourth and fifth outfielders. <laughs> playing time a lot it's of like it. okay kyle isbell is not the guy and, and and it's weird who they choose to believe in and don't choose to believe in right because <laughs> it looks like kyle isbell is not the guy but he's getting another chance for for the second or third year in a row now yeah brewer hicklin probably not the guy but how do we know that he's not the guy when we and we don't know whether Kyle Isbell could be the guy, you know what I'm saying? Yep. They don't give guys like Hicklin a chance, but, but Isbell could just play forever. I I don't get it. I I don't either. And that's, that's probably another facet is I, I am really in love with this crop of outfielders in Omaha right now. Like I just want, I just want anything to see them get a decent chance. I don't want them to get the Edward Olivares, you know, yo-yo up and down. I was it. I think it's 29. Um, I I don't want to, I don't want to see that, but like looking at today's lineup in the outfield in left is MJ Melendez center field is Kyle Isbell and right field is Dyron Blanco. It is, it is frustrating and not frustrating at the same time to say MJ Melendez is the best all around player in the outfield right now. (laughs) And he doesn't belong out there. And he, and he doesn't. He looked okay last year, but he looks like a mess this year. I do not know what happened. I need to, I probably need to do more diving in, see if maybe he just got over the, the early season jitters and things like that. But 
yeah, this uh, the first impression that he left as a full time outfielder is a hard one to shake, man. And it doesn't um, it doesn't give me any confidence in him moving forward in the outfield. And and they tell us with their actions that they don't believe in somebody like Edward Olivares. He yeah. has a hard time getting playing time. Okay, a lot of fans don't believe in him either. But if you don't believe in him, cut him. Exactly. Give somebody else a chance. Why are you keeping him on the roster if you don't believe in him? And I'm I'm going to CC Brad Keller on there because I like that's my uh, Brad Keller thoughts. is on the injured list, and the moment he comes off the injured list needs to be because he gets cut. Exactly. I ten out. Of he 10. he is walking everybody who who comes to the plate and a few guys who just looked at the plate right now in AAA. He is done. He is no longer a major league pitcher. If he can be fixed, it will not be in Kansas City. It will not. It will not. Some guys just need to change of scenery. I, I said this when he first got hurt. I don't know if you remember. Again, I look pretty smart right now. He looks like <laughs> Rick and Keel to me. He looks uh, like a yeah, guy who just right. doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. Who just, who was, he had it for a while and then just something happened and he just can't. He just can't pitch anymore. Do you know the, do you know the word I'm going to say? It starts with a Y. You generally don't want to say it around baseball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's what it looks like. It's yeah. a weirdly less severe version because Ank Hill was like thrown to the backstop on a regular basis. But that, I see no other explanation for what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, you're absolutely right. Eight innings of work, 18 walks. In that time frame, to only four strikeouts. In AAA. In AAA. That's not even yeah. MLB walks. Yeah. AAA. I don't. Oh, I don't want to see him make another start, or just come to the mound at all for Kansas City. Um, I mean, you can't. You can't bring him back to the mound of the major no. leagues like this. No. This is not like oh, you know, guys have bad outings in AAA and it doesn't mean anything. No, this is he walks every guy who's there. Exactly. This has been every, every outing. Every time he goes out. Yes. There is. There's no times when he's not walking too many people. Nope. He gets and, and he was doing it in the big leagues before he got quote unquote hurt. Oof. That's that's probably something I haven't thought about enough. Like, was was he actually hurt though? I have my doubts i mean i don't think the royals are lying but it's been kind of well established at this point <laughs> this is one of the reasons the pitchers went back to the 15 il instead of the 10 day il yeah that you know you can almost always come up with an injury that a guy is suffering and he if they didn't want to put him on the il he would pitch through it and nobody would notice yeah and otherwise you're like oh he has uh he has thumb soreness um <laughs> his thumb is sore uh, he needs to go on the IL. He needs to go uh, and rest up. When they had the 10-day IL for pitchers, they were abusing the heck out of it. They're like, oh, well, that's just one start. You know, I'll just put him on IL for one start. It's fine. And and they're like, okay, yeah, we got to fix that. That can't, <laughs> we can't keep doing that. Oh, and here we are. What I mean, we are, we're well over two months since he made his last start. And yeah, that man is going out with a whimper rather than a bang. And that is never a good thing to do as a major league baseball player. Just want to want to throw out there that we were all oh yeah driveline so good driveline fix Brad Keller driveline teach him sweeper <laughs> that sweeper is sweeping Brad Keller off the stage it is it is and I definitely think that in the do off we, season go ahead do we have just just curiously lots of guys go to driveline 
right? Yeah. Lot, lots of guys go there. There must be something that they're doing that makes people think this is going to work. Are there any examples of guys who go to driveline and like actually stay good for an entire season after they went to driveline? And you know what? That's a, that's a really good question. I, I would have to, you know, look into that. But Chen, Chen Ming Wong is the best example I can think of of working at driveline. And even he got cut in September of his comeback year with the Royals because of ineffectiveness. Mm. Yeah, I sorry, I don't have a ready answer for you right now, but it yeah. is that is definitely something to look at. Because I, and I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, driveline doesn't know anything. Everybody should stop going there. I don't know what I don't know anything either. But like <laughs> I used to feel like uh, people were reporting guy went to driveline. Things are going to get better. And, and like you believed it. And I don't think I believe it anymore. I think that's uh unfortunately that's something in hindsight that we're just going to have to evaluate. You know, it'll be like, it'll be like when they say, Oh, he's in the best shape of his life. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sure. I'm I, so, I'm so I, sick. It could be that. true. I don't think it means anything. It is because you know what? NFL training camps are starting up. And so, like, that's all you're hearing oh, about. Oh, don't the remind Chiefs. me. Oh, no. <laughs> that's all you're talking about Chris with the Jones Chiefs. come back. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't know anything about that except what other people are saying. Right. I just I just want him in camp. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Give the man his money. He, he is my favorite player and has been for a while on that team. And I was so happy to see him finally get his playoff sacks. Oh, yeah. So people would stop talking about how <laughs> we we're a football podcast now. Uh, so people would stop talking about that. And then it's like, okay, now you guys got to pay him. And I spent the whole offseason going, you guys got to pay him. You're, you're, you're going to pay you're, him, right? You're going to pay him, right? Now we're approaching like where the, where the audio is breaking. You're going to pay him, right? <laughs> yes, pretty much. <sighs> Well, shoot, man. I had another question for you that I was wanting to talk about. Now I can't even remember it. I'm good at that. Yes. I am. I'm very good at driving the coherent thoughts out of people's brains when I speak. <laughs> it must be a joy to work with you. It must be a joy to be like the person right above you in the food chain. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Fair enough. Some people have thought, yeah, this is fine. Other people, not so much. That is true. I don't blame him. Not really. Hey, you're I mean, a little bit. You're, you're just it's living a little your life, disheartening. Man. I think I'm a pretty good person. You are pretty good at my job. I'll, I'll keep you around. So all good? right. That, that does sound good. I appreciate it. I, and I appreciate you. Hey, I got too real for a second there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's bring it on back to, to the fantasy land. That is Kansas city Royals baseball. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, last, if it's a fantasy land, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, the never-ending story where it's just being devoured oh my gosh. by the void or whatever the heck. I don't remember anything about that movie. I remember I liked it when I was a kid and I tried to watch it again as an adult. Somebody bought it for me for Christmas. They're like, you like this, right? What? And I'm like, I guess. And so I was like, well, I got it for Christmas. I should watch it. And I watched it and we got to the swamps of sorrow. Oh. And I don't need to say anymore. Nope. Those of you who know, know. And those of you who don't are better off not knowing. So, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't F with the never ending story anymore, <laughs> but that's where the, the Royals are. If this is a fantasy land, the swamps of sorrows, golly. Yeah. That, uh, that doesn't bring back very good memories. Jeremy. 
Hey, so my we are by the time everyone's listening to this will be about a week out from the trade deadline. Trade deadline is August 1st. Today is July 24th. The the, the clock and remember is, there is no waiver deadline anymore. Correct. This is August 1st. That's it. They're not traded. They're on the roster for the rest of the year. Yep. Exactly. Or, I mean, unless they get cut. So my my last question for you tonight, Jeremy, is this. What is one thing the Royals have to avoid this trade deadline? In your opinion, it could be a specific move. It could be an approach. It could be a mindset. What is what is your one thing? Standing still. Stand, yep. I they think everyone agree on that. Still. Yeah. They have to make moves, multiple moves, preferably. The more moves, the better. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, there are, we could talk about, and we have talked about, you know, what kinds of moves they should make, who should be traded, what kinds of guys they should target. Um, but the biggest thing is they got to trade. They got to trade some guys. Yeah. You cannot have a roster and say these guys are under 300 and these guys who triple A can't crack the, the club. You can't have that and and not make a lot of moves. Yeah. If you're again I we talked about this a little bit last week I think but like if you're not making a lot of moves on the roster then you better be making a lot of moves in the front office. Mm-hmm. That means John Sherman better be making moves in the front office. Yeah. Um, you cannot look at a 300, a club below 300 that is not intentionally tanking and be like, yeah, this is fine. Let's just keep doing this. And so I think that's, that's where Piccolo's kind of in the driver's seat on, on this whole thing. You know what he is, he's either going to choose the players or he's going to choose the, the people employed by the team to make the team better. One, one has to go. Both of them cannot stay still. Um, Jeremy, in your in your same vein, I do want to emphasize the Royals cannot prioritize MLB ready over nope. talent. No, they can't you? Can yeah, teach I, would, I would make that my. If you'd asked me for two things, that would have been the second one. <laughs> you can always you. teach skills, but you can't teach talent. Okay, and that is that's why we've talked about this before. I really liked the old Chapman trade in hindsight. They got one MLB ready guy. They got one very talented lottery ticket. But if, if I'm, you know, trading away Scott Barlow and I have an option of one guy very close to the show, but not like a top prospect or two very talented guys that are still a few years away, I'm going to go with those two. And the hope I can offer you in that vein is that JJ Piccolo, the the draft strategy we saw was one of high risk, right? Yes. We said let's go, let's go big or go home. So if that's his philosophy when it comes to the draft, fingers crossed, that's what his philosophy is going to be when it comes to these deadline trades. I also again really like the Roldis Chapman trade. I think yes, Cole Reagans is MLB ready, mm-hmm. but he's also a guy with a lot of talent. Yes, that, that is. was not being exploited he said lefty he throws 99 those do not grow on trees yeah any more than third basemen do so you know you're getting something there and he's still on his he's still in his rookie year i believe uh yes um, i believe so hold on yeah let me see keep talking so that's 
It's not like they got a guy who's been kind of up and down a little bit like Jorge Soler was, like Jorge Lopez, a lot of Jorge's, uh, <laughs> like, like uh, uh, Brett, I, um, my brain, Brett Phillips. Oh, I, yeah. You know how I remembered that? I remembered that the last club he went to, he, he changed his number to 66 so that his jersey would say Phillips 66. Oh, my gosh. I love that guy. I miss I him. Too. I miss him. So um, much, but yeah, those guys were guys who'd been kind of up and down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and when you go and you get a Drew Waters, when you go and you get uh, uh, a Cole Reagans, those are guys who haven't actually made it to the big leagues yet that kind of stalled out at AAA. That's so there's there's a difference there. That there is. Not a huge one. And I'd still rather you were looking younger mm-hmm. and talented and and preferably more because you need a lot of guys right now so many guys yeah um but yeah so uh, it hasn't been all bad we we the the state of the roster is bad but it doesn't have to be it could be a lot better in a week fingers crossed fingers crossed on that one and it just answer your question cole reagan's did exceed his rookie limits in 2022 but he still only has 27 games on his uh on his career so Still a very young player. He is arbitration eligible eligible in 2026. So he's still got yeah. So he's got time. lots of time left. Yep. And how he's 25, right? Uh, 25, 26. Yeah, 25. Yeah. So he's not he's he's not young, but he's not old. Nope. That's that not. that's a reasonable age for a guy to make a big league debut. Mm-hmm. That would be. And, and you can expect him to if he's good this year. If he's good next year, you can expect him to be good for a little bit. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. But listen, there's a, there's going to be a lot of moving parts between now and the next time that we speak, Jeremy. So everyone out there listening, if you want to stay informed on everything surrounding the trade deadline, go check out RoyalsReview.com. You can also find Royals Review on Twitter and on Facebook with more up-to-date coverage and uh, in little in little bite-sized chunks. And I do need to, uh, I need to correct myself, Jeremy. I'm sorry. You can find Royals Review on X and on Facebook. <laughs> I'm gonna cry now. I'm gonna go over to Threads. Okay, it's a, it's a better place over there. I'm told. Dear Lord, <laughs> save me from social media. Can't can't live with it. Can't live without it, man. I that is the dang truth. That it is. Well, hey, we're gonna skip reviews this time because I do want to uh, give kudos to Mr. Jeremy Greco, who is starting a new writing gig which is going to be very, very fun. Jeremy, do you mind telling us a little bit more about that? So uh, I've been hired at a quasi uh, Royals Review competitor. Uh, fan, <laughs> uh, they were SB Nation, Vox Media. I got hired over at Fansided to uh, write for Anime Away, and I was actually working on my first article when we started recording this podcast. There you go, and I love that you're wearing the you're wearing the UU Hawk Show shirt. You're really getting in the, the vibe show. for it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Well, hey, Jeremy, we wish you the best over there. If you want to keep tabs on everything that Jeremy's writing about, you can go follow him on X at Hakaius. That is H-O-K-I-U-S. You can also follow me on X at Jacob Milham KC. I am grimacing as I'm saying that. It is painful to my mind and to my body. It is just awful. But did you... Did you see that uh, that Elon Musk tried to have someone come take the Twitter off of the, the headquarters? Yeah, take the Twitter sign down, and and they got kicked out because 
you didn't get the permits. <laughs> you gotta love that. Elon thinking that money solves everything. No, you gotta you gotta you gotta follow the rules, my man. Oh, and just to clarify, I am I'm not leaving Royals Review. I'm still writing there too. I just I do a little of everything. Oh yeah. Don't want anyone to think I'm leaving. No, no, no. Like, no, no more hawk talk. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can still get your your weekly or multi times a week um, hawk talk over there on royalsreview.com. Well, Jeremy, thanks for joining me. As always, it is a Monday night. We got the rest of the work week to get underneath our feet. So I uh, why you gotta bring that up? Because I just gotta the the Royals let me down, so I have to let you down at the end of the episode. Okay, that is it's just the way the world works. I'm disappointed in you. As I've heard that a lot in my life. Trust me, <laughs> from a lot not of mad, people. Not angry. I'm just <laughs> disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, we are not disappointed with our listeners. We will say that. Please, if you uh, if you want to give us, some, give us some thoughts ahead of the trade deadline or just respond to our Q&A, please go listen to us on Spotify where you can interact with all that. But thank you for listening. And until next time, go Royals. <laughs>